Alright, welcome back. It is Monday, January 7th. This is episode 2. We're going to be talking about our NFL season awards and a little Antonio Brown uh, predictions. We are joined with Jake here today, and he's going to help us give a little insight on who we think should win all the awards in the NFL this year, like MVP, Rookie of the Year, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive, Comeback Player of the Year, and like the biggest bust and disappointment. So uh, let's get into it. All right, so we are here with Jay Care today to talk a little bit about some football. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, the college football championship games on the night. A little un-NFL related, but uh, Alabama Clemson for the third year in a row, I believe. Not, um, yeah, not in a row, just third time. Uh, okay, third time in four years, I think, or something like that. Um, it should be a good game tonight. I think Bama's favored by five and a half. That's the latest uh, spread with an over-under of about 58, I believe. Uh, who do you think takes it home tonight? I have to think it's going to be Alabama. Clemson hurt themselves by not having their D-lineman up front to help them stop yeah, that run. Yeah, whole drug scenario with uh, Dexter Lawrence, which might have an impact in the uh, draft situation for him. Might bring him down to a, let's say, low first rounder, which could help. I mean, maybe a steal at like 25-ish. Um, yeah, I don't know. It should be interesting. I think this is probably the least, probably the worst Clemson team out of the three uh Three games, probably. I mean, with Sean Watson, that team was unreal. And I don't know. Trevor Lawrence is good. I just don't know if he can actually get the job done tonight. I think it should be a close game. It should be a very high-scoring game, I would think. Um, I'll probably have to go with Bama taking it home tonight. Um, I don't know. I'm not really – I don't know. It's not going to be that – I don't know. It's probably going to be that exciting of a game. I'm not a big college football guy really anyways. But it's getting kind of old that it's Alabama and Clemson every year. I was really hoping that uh, OU would be in there, but I guess we'll have to wait and see, and then hopefully next year uh, probably be the same thing, but I guess. Uh, okay, we'll move into some Antonio Brown talk with the latest news that he got put on the trade block as of yesterday, I think, and teams are the Steelers are looking to trade him, but it'll be at a high price. Really, the only team that I think would have the tools, I guess, that be, would be willing to get rid of the tools would be the Raiders, in my opinion. They have three first-round picks. I think they're sitting at three, I want to say. And then they got the Bears pick yesterday, which I think is like 24. And then they're just waiting on the Cowboys to see where they finish. Um, I think they could definitely, with John Gruden at the coach, who really knows what's going to happen there, I think they could definitely dish out two picks and maybe, I don't know, whatever player the uh, uh, Steelers need, like uh, Carl Joseph, I mean, which he's like 23 and playing really good. But... It'll be a high cost, but I think that's something Gruden would do, which might be kind of dumb, but I guess we can just hope the Steelers don't mess this one up like they mess up the whole game, or maybe on Bell's situation. Uh, do you have any predictions on where you think he could possibly get traded to? I really don't have any idea where he's going to yeah, go, I really. but I do believe that any team that gets Antonio Brown is definitely taking a foot in the right direction because Antonio Brown is basically the reason Big Ben's been so good as of lately. He's been having a reliable target all these years. Without that reliable target, I see him going downhill, and any team that gets him is definitely going to be a good offensive player. Yeah, they, they I mean, they played. They had a good year, sort of a good year, I guess. I think without A.B., it really leaves him in the dust. With, I mean, without Le'Veon Bell, which he's for sure not going back, and then without maybe A.B., um, him, Big Ben, Juju, and James Conner doesn't really seem as uh, like scary as Le'Veon, the other big three they had. Um, they definitely needed to get rid of him though, because this could turn into another Le'Veon Bell situation where he just sits out till his contract's over, and 
They ended up getting nothing out of it, which they should have traded Bell and at least got. I mean, a fourth round pick is better than someone that's never going to play for you. So I mean, we'll see how that goes. I think. I don't know. I think if they if they have an offer, they should just take it and be done with it because he obviously doesn't want to be there, considering he skipped practice, got all mad at the players. A lot of the players are saying that he's his a locker room cancer. His attitude's awful. So we'll see where that goes. I would think it'd be before the draft type of trade. Because, I mean, it's going to take some picks or a pick or really whatever. Um, but I think the Raiders can definitely make a push for him. Um, yeah, that's about all we have for, like, the news. So we'll move into the main part of the podcast, the awards. So we will start with uh, MVP. So it's pretty much between Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes. And when you look at their stat lines, it pretty much seems like Mahomes is going to take it and run away. As he threw for over 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and had a QBR of 113.8 this year. Whereas Breeze started off really hot in the last couple of games. is kind of, the Saints really didn't need to be beaten up on anyone. They just got the win. So he only threw for a little under 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, and a QBR of 115.7. I think if, you're, if they're looking at just stats, I think Mahomes wins it. But I think when it comes down to it, they can look at, like I wrote this down, that Mahomes in like primetime games, both teams had five primetime games. Mahomes was 1-4 this year. And the one win being the Broncos, which I only think is a, I mean, like, it's not a hard win, I guess. Whereas Breeze went 4-1 and one in primetime games. And those included, like, uh, they played the Falcons on Thanksgiving. They played uh, the Rams. They played the Rams, right? Yes. Yeah, they played the Rams. They played the Vikings. It was more, like, I mean, you can't really look at just the numbers. Because, like, I mean, Mahomes, they didn't really have a running back for the last four or five games of the year. So they just had to throw the ball a bunch. Um I think Breeze will come away with it. Just because he had, a, I mean, an outstanding year leading that team to a number one seed. Um, what do you think? Do you think Breeze or Mahomes? I think Mahomes takes it because it just um, had a hell of a year. Haven't seen it this from a quarterback in a long yeah, time. Crazy. Um, I do like Breeze, though, because he is more of the leading quarterback where he needs to do what his team needs to what he needs to do for his team to win. As were Mahomes, they if Mahomes does good, they win. But if Mahomes doesn't do anything, yeah. uh, they're done for. As were if Breeze, Breeze hasn't played good in the last few games, but they've led on Kamara, Ingram, yeah, kind of getting the run game I mean, going. They could also look at that where and Mahomes is, is that whole team. Them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Saints defense is so much better than the Chiefs defense. So I think it's interesting. I'm kind of excited to see the perspective they take on how they decide this. This one's more of a – I mean, like all the other races are kind of like – I don't know. They're kind of they're not really like as unique as this one. Whereas like the stats are so like broken apart, like a big gap that it's still probably gonna be a really close race. So it's gonna be exciting to see. Uh, we'll move into offensive rookie of the year. It's probably gonna come down to Baker and Saquon, who both um, they each broke a record. Saquon breaking the uh, rookie reception record at ninety one receptions, and then Baker breaking the uh, rookie touchdown record held by Manning at twenty. It was 26. He threw for 27. Um, I don't know. I really think – I want to say Baker's going to take it just because he kind of – I don't know. He kind of re uh, – he put hope into that Browns team, I guess you could say. He kind of gave them – he made the Browns a football team again, I guess. I think that's why he will take it. I mean, Saquon ran for 13 – over 1,300 yards, had a ton of receiving yards. Like, was literally the only – offensive weapon on that team like I mean the Giants were awful they're probably gonna be awful next year I think I mean I want to say Baker should win it 
Saquon's numbers are pretty, pretty, really, really good for a running back, uh, rookie running back. And there's also a case I think you can make for Philip Lindsay, just because he split carries, undrafted. I mean, his numbers don't match up with Saquon. That's why he won't win it. But I think Lindsay should be in the conversation. Um, but yeah, who do you think is going to take it? I think it's going to be Saquon, just based on the Giants' offensive line was awful. Yeah, they just they um. So the rushing yards were basically all on him. He had to create his own holes, make everyone miss. The guy was a beast this year and helped them in the receiving game when OBJ went out. They only had him and Sterling. Still had a ton of receptions, ton of yardage. And I can also make a case, too, for uh, Rookie of the Year. Lamar Jackson came in late, but he definitely led them to the playoffs. It was no Joe Flacco. It was all Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the thing with Jackson, he's super one-dimensional. As you can see yesterday, the Chargers basically shut him down. I mean, not shut him down, I guess, but, like, he they had the – he threw at the end of the game, kind of came back. But when a team that, like, they was watching the first quarter of the game, they were literally running it every single play. Like, the Chargers are going to catch on to that, and obviously they did. They knew they weren't going to get beat down again. Um, but, yeah, I think Lamar Jackson could be in there. I just think in terms of brightest future, I mean, I think it has to be Baker. I think his team, I mean, sad to say it, the Browns are more set up for success, success in the long run than the Giants are right now because yes. they have no quarterback. Mm. OBJ is always hurt or doesn't want to play there some of the times. O-lines, it's just, I don't know. It's I mean, a building process for the O-line because yeah. I, like, I like Nate Soldier at their uh, left tackle. I think Will Hernandez is a great um, guard for a pick in the draft last year. But I think they really need to look on um, getting that other tackle or that other yeah. guard so they can push in the middle yeah, and get that be, running game It'll going. be interesting to see their approach. I mean, I think there's lots of quarterbacks that could go out and sign, like a Nick Foles or a or trade for Nick Foles, like a Teddy B. They could sign a Fitzpatrick for a year. I mean, I don't know. This, they got a long ways to go, I think. So that'll be – I mean, it'll be interesting to see who wins that one. Um, I don't know. It's kind of different because you can't – it's hard to compare a QB and a running back in a certain sense, I guess, for who had a better year, especially when they're both on bad teams. Yeah. And also for uh, Lamar Jackson's sake, um, for that game, though, it was basically all coaching. I feel like Lamar Jackson is a good thrower. You saw it late in the fourth yeah, quarter that he true. can make the throws – but you can't just keep running the ball. You know, if you play action off quarterback draws or something like that, that opens up another complete set of plays for him to throw that ball. It doesn't really help when his receivers are Willie Sneed and John Brown and Crouch. I mean, like, I don't know. The Ravens, if they're going to roll with Lamar Jackson, they definitely need a, uh, a change in weapons. Like, a, a John Brown's okay, I guess. They just need a, more like Tyree Kale players, I guess. Not really non-receivers, more just playmakers. Because that's what they were trying to do in their whole offense yesterday. And, I mean, obviously it didn't work. They played okay, though. They, they had a good game. They came back. But we'll see how that goes in the future. Uh, we'll move into Defensive Rookie of the Year. This one I'm not really for sure at all, to be honest. Um, I'd say the two leaders are Darius Leonard for the Colts and Derwin James for the Chargers. This is going to be hard because both these guys really stepped up and took a role that most rookies don't take their first year. I mean, uh, Darius Leonard was all-pro first team, which is amazing for a second-round pick. He had seven sacks, 111 solo tackles, four forced fumbles, two picks. And then Derwin James on the other side had 75 solo tackles, 3.5 sacks, three interceptions. I think when you're looking at defense, you don't look directly at stats. It's a little different than offense. You have to look at how they filled in their team and did they fill their role, did they help. Whereas I think Derwin James played multiple positions. Like yesterday, he was coming off the end as a DN rusher. So I don't know. I mean, I think do you do you have a like do you have an idea who you think's gonna win? 
I think it's going to be Leonard because if you look at the Colts' defense last year, they were absolutely – they weren't yeah. that good at all. As were Leonard, he brought a whole another energy level to that defense where they're actually putting pressure on quarterbacks, taking hits, making tackles. As were last year, they were getting run all over. They were getting passed all over. That defense wasn't decent. As were Darwin James, he definitely brought – Versatile to the, the Chargers defense. Good too. Exactly, I mean, yeah. that's the thing where they yeah, already had Desmond King already helped them the previous year. They had great corners and Casey Hayward um, had Trey Boston back in uh, safety, and they already had a killer front seven. Yeah, that's true. So I think I mean I think that all pro first team is really going to push him over the edge, which should give him the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, because most rookies don't even make or most like I mean. A Colts linebacker that was a second-round pick, you wouldn't think would make All-Pro first team, which, I mean, he had a great, like, outstanding year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would think Darius Leonard would make it just from the All-Pro first team perspective. But I could also see the point where Duran James played multiple spots, filled lots of roles for that team. So that would be interesting to see, too. A lot of these are just kind of unique, I feel like, compared to past years. Um, all right, we'll move into Coach of the Year. And so when I took all my notes, I took them yesterday before the – Bears game started, so after the Colts game, before the Bears game, and I said, I wrote down that Matt Nagy and Frank Wright were tied, kind of, I don't, it was hard for me to decide, because they both had awful records last year, the Bears 5-11, and Colts 4-12, and the start of the year, the Colts were, before the season even started, they were projected the number one pick in like mock drafts, started 1-5, and and it was like all hope was lost, it looked like nothing was going to happen, and the Bears really, I mean, it's they haven't been good in a long time. So Nagy was kind of coming in there, not much head coaching experience, not much team building experience. Both those guys took those teams and just completely changed them, I would say. So the way I wrote down that uh, I'm going to decide who wins it is whoever goes farther in the playoffs. And then after last night, as you saw, Cody Parkey uh, double double tap in the field goal post. So I'm going to go with Frank Wright, take some coach of the year. I think they could potentially beat the Chiefs. They, they can give a run for that AFC, which is kind of shocking to me because um, you wouldn't think that a six seed in the AFC, whatever, because that's usually like the Bengals or like the Ravens. It's like a team that would, shouldn't really be in there, but they end up in there. But I think Frank Reich, both those coaches have done a great job of installing an amazing future for uh, both those teams. Or, do you have any different thoughts on that or the same thoughts? or I just th- I'm going to go with Nagy because that Bears offense, if you look, they were absolutely – Nowhere. And they really ever. weren't even that good this no. year. He's just a genius. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He made uh, made it easier on the quarterback. Um, defense, definitely by adding uh, Cleo Mack, just yeah. was an absolute monster of the Midwest. Um, but also, I want to make a case for um, Andy Reid. He already had a good team, but just by completely changing it, throwing in a new leader and quarterback at Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. you didn't think this kid was going to – Gunsling, you're just going to throw a bunch of picks, not be that good. 50 touchdowns, yeah, 5,000 yards. Exactly. The one seed. Yeah, Quarterback whisper, just yeah. absolutely killing it right there. Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid could be in there, McVay could be in there, like Sean Payton. I just think that they're really going to focus on Nagy and Reich just because they took those teams to a whole other level compared mm-hmm. to where like the Rams were already good, Saints were already good, mm-hmm. Chiefs were already good. Um, but yeah, that one, it's pretty crazy. that those like, that You're talking about the Bears and the Colts in the playoffs and the coach of the year. Which is weird, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about more about the Colts in our next podcast. We're just gonna look at the divisional games and break them down uh, individually and just our predictions. Um, so then we'll move on to comeback player of the year, most improved, whatever you want to call it. This one can go a lot of ways. I think 
my three candidates are Trubisky, Matt Ryan, and Andrew Luck. I think I mean there's multiple candidates you could have, but I think those three guys really stuck out and just kind of developed their game for the better, changed their game for the better. I would say I'm gonna have to go with Andrew Luck for me personally. Um, kind of self-explanatory. Same with Frank Wright. Like they were projected the first pick. Was he hurt last year? Who? Luck. Yeah, yeah they played yes. Jacoby Brissett last year, so he was hurt last year. Coming back, not much hope for the future. Didn't really know their whole running back situation. Receivers, that's how a T.Y., not much. I mean, I just think he had an outstanding year. Still playing in the playoffs. I mean, it's hard to be top eight, let alone top eight, when you're projected the number one pick and started one and five. So I'm going to have to go with Andrew Luck. Uh, do you have any different candidates or different thoughts? No, I'm going to have to probably go with Andrew Luck, too. He just um, he's helped that Colts offense. Jacoby Brissett, completely different player. More kind of run slash pass as where Andrew Luck's more of a pocket passer where he can you know get the ball to T.Y. Eric Ebron was a great addition to help him out. So he's really like spread out that defense to help his mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, he's definitely taken over that like general role that you can just tell he's the leader of the team. I can't really think of anyone else on that team that's really – like stepped out as a leader to me, so I think yeah, he's done a great job. Um, bright future ahead of that team. A lot of young guys. Um, so yeah, I think comeback player of the year, most improved to Andrew Luck. And then now probably my favorite, the biggest bust or disappointment, uh, team player, whatever of the season. I'm gonna have to go with the Minnesota Vikings for this one. Um, coming from the NFC Championship to upgrading your quarterback. Well, upgrading in quotations. Who knows if they really upgraded. Not really losing anyone. Drafting Mike Hughes didn't really play much. To not making the playoffs in the NFC, which was, I mean, eh. It's pretty good, but, like, come on. How do you go from the NFC Championship to getting a new QB to not making the playoffs? Like, that's crazy. Um, I don't really see... uh, I don't really see a bright future for the Vikings, to be honest. They have a lot of old guys. Kirk Cousins getting paid too much. Thielen and Diggs fell apart at the end of the year. Um, Dalvin Cook's off and on injuries. I mean, I just don't – I just think they were a team that was supposed to win that NFC North, go to the Super Bowl – or not Super Bowl, I mean, make a run at the Super Bowl, be a competitor, and they beat one team with the winning record at the end of the year, and that was the Eagles at the time of playing Wentz, so who knows that quarterback situation was supposed to happen there. Um, do you have any other busts or disappointments that you could add in? My probably biggest bust slash disappointment had been Carson Wentz. He didn't play that great at all this year. Struggled a lot against some not-so-good defenses. And when he went out, though, uh, Nick Foles definitely helped them out. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know if they next year honestly could be Nick Foles at starter yeah, or if they could trade that. him away. Yeah. yeah, so do you think after last night, another playoff win for Nick Foles – chance to go knock down the number one seed the Saints in the Dome do you I mean personally I think they should keep Foles because he will demand less money and then they will get more trade value out of Carson Wentz for a team that needs that really needs I mean like even the Broncos for example like a team that needs a franchise QB or like the Jets or I mean the Donald I guess could be like or like the Cardinals or something they could get I'd say I think they could get a first round out of Wentz maybe even more where they keep Foles, who they know they know Foles can win. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I think Wentz is a way better QB. He has way better skills, but he just hasn't proven it yet. Um, I don't know. Do, pretend, so if they traded Foles, where do you think he could land? If they traded Foles, I think they um, he will land in Arizona. 
Right. I feel like with him, with David Johnson, rookie uh, wide receiver. Um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, yeah. Year, yeah. He had a great year. Um, I don't know if Larry Fitzgerald stays. If he does, yeah, he can knows. help them a little bit. He has his retirement speech like five times a year. Who, or <laughs> it's, like, it's like the last five years they've been like, oh, he might end this after this game. But who knows? Yeah, I think there's been rumors that uh, Nick Foles could go down to the Giants. Which would be a huge improvement to the Giants, I think. Just Definitely. a just a winner at QB. That's really all the Giants really need, I guess. Um, I don't know who else. The Broncos. I don't really see them making a push for Foles though, because they might think it's the same scenario as Case Keenum, paying a little too much for a quarterback that mediocre talent but can win some games. Um, I don't know. I could see. I could see the Eagles franchise tagging Foles, keeping them both, just sticking with what's done them good, what's got them the wins. Uh, it'd be interesting. That's probably one of the bigger uh, off-season like news, I guess you could say. That and Tony Brown are probably gonna be the two biggest stories, most made-up opinions of all time this off-season. Um, but yeah, besides that, that's basically the rundown on all of our awards. Um, we'll probably be recording the divisional analysis either Thursday or Friday. Probably post that Friday or Saturday before the games start, and then just watch football all day Saturday, Sunday. Um, kind of sad that my Seahawks and my Bears lost so I don't really know who I'm rooting for now I guess maybe Nick Foles no not the Patriots I don't remember <laughs> I guess we'll just root for Nick Foles and Andrew Luck and see what happens the two mm-hmm. six seeds uh, but yeah without further ado uh, we'll end it off here and we'll see you next time